Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I also have an Instagram and a Facebook. Just keeps you updated with all the new stuff that's coming out that I'm releasing or just stuff in general, like where I'm going and hunting and all the roundabouts of what I do. Um, I sit down and talk with a wide variety of people about their life in the outdoors and life in general. I'm going to take a quick second and thank my great sponsor, Webfoot Waterfowl. Go check them out. Luke does amazing work, very unique, and amazing lanyards. If and when you go to purchase a lanyard, uh, make sure to use the the code GOOSE15. Save yourself a little bit of money. Um, Thank you all for the great support, and for the people that are listening and new listeners, it's always amazing hearing and talking to new people. Um, it just helps out with uh, the day-to-day stuff that I do with this podcast. It's amazing what goes on. Um, let's get into this episode. I hope you enjoy it while you are driving, working, sitting around the house. Who knows? Here we go. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. And the special guest on the phone today is Drake Gibbs. Drake, my man, how does it go? Uh, doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Where are you from, Drake? Uh, from West Kentucky, a uh, little town of Morgan Field, just basically right in the northwest corner here. And I mean, as far as anything else, basically just a little farm and coal mine town right on have you been living there your entire life or have you just moved there recently no i've lived here since i was i mean real since i mean basically born here so <laughs> <laughs> nothing has changed well. except for just drake living in kentucky then huh yeah no not, not a whole lot's changed did you get into some docks and geese this year then or was it pretty rough uh in kentucky uh it's well i I didn't really didn't even hunt Kentucky till almost right there. I think right around Christmas, New Year's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hunted Lee's in Missouri, so I mean started off pretty strong there. The first about first two weeks or so, then everything. I mean we just lost the weather and it got stale quick. So do you do you do a lot of traveling too, or do you just do mainly your hunting around Kentucky then? Uh. Usually, I mean, I look. I got a lease in Missouri. Try to lease, you know, okay. just try to have somewhere. Just try to be more in the flyway where we we're at. Uh, it's all weather dependent. I mean, if we don't get the weather, we don't get no ducks. I mean, it's like this year was pretty. I mean, other than wood ducks, that'd be about it until we actually get the weather here. Uh, so just usually try to get more closer to the Mississippi River than anything. I mean, we're right here on Ohio. Uh, I mean, it's not really, it right. used to be, You really back in the day, it used to be a really good goose spot, like back in the nineties, eighties and nineties. And, but you know, ever since, I mean, it's went downhill ever since. So, so are you guys basically like in flooded timber by chance or is it, or is it just like ponds and sloughs? I mean, what do you guys consist uh, of your hunting of, I guess? Well, it just, it really depends. Uh, I said, we're more of a, we're, we got more agriculture here than most of the state. Right. So we got, being right off the river, you know, we do a lot of, there'll be a lot of cypress sloughs and buckbrush sloughs. Okay. Then, you know, depending on if the river gets out and if we have the rain, we'll have, you know, we'll hunt 
there sometimes there'll be flooded timber or it'll be flooded cornfield or you know a lot of times there'll be like a waterway that runs through a cornfield so um you guys is duck hunting uh shoot and let me start over what flyway is kentucky in then we we are in the mississippi okay the mississippi flyway so you guys get like just strictly mallards and pintails and things of that nature, or do you guys get like any kind of like wide like diver ducks or anything of that you know that spectrum, or is it just like kind of like set forth just a normal? Uh, well, it's like really like I said, it just depends on the weather. But mainly when we actually get the weather, it'll be majority of it be mallards. Uh, then of course you know on the river and down there on like kentucky and barker lake you'll have your divers and and this year actually when we actually had that cold spell that cold snap about mm, a couple weeks ago there was a ton of birds on the river i mean you could have found anything you wanted on the river uh like I said, there was one raft. I mean, it's probably five, six hundred canvas backs just floating down the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you enjoy the most about waterfowl? Because it looks like you know you get into it a heck of a lot. With <laughs> it looks like by your Instagram. So I just I love to ask the question. You know, what brings you the most enjoyment out of waterfowl rather than just the harvesting of the animal? I guess. Uh, really, uh, I have to say, you know, if anything, the calling. I mean, really? it's just it's something about. You know, being on a work birds and, you know, just getting them to do it right. You know, just you're full and you're talking about a bird that's being shot at all the way from Canada, all the way down. You're full and they, they see everything by the time they get down here. So right. it's just, just full on a bird that's seen everything. And it might be, you know, no telling how old it is. You know, it could be this year's bird or it could be, you know, five, ten years old. Who knows? I, I had to agree with you with the whole calling section because that, I mean, that was what brought me a lot of enjoyment, especially with like goose calling. And, you know, we get a lot of, you know, big geese, or, well, mm-hmm. like a good concentration of big geese. And, you know, when you can sit there and communicate with them, because like, I imagine like even you get like a hun, hen mallard, you know, sitting there circling and working the, working the spread of whatever you're using. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it's just like such a fathom to like see them you know, like almost just hit a wall when you hit the right call, you know, or hit the right, right rhythm with them. So, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, it's it's just, it, I mean, just just seeing how they respond to it. And, I mean, like I said, we, we don't get the Canada's no more. I mean, oh, maybe really? every three maybe every three years if we get a good ice and snow from Canada down, uh, it's usually about every three years we'll get them depending on the weather. Uh we get more specks and snows than anything as far as geese, which we'll have our local geese, but you know, other than Kansas, that's really about the only thing we'll get. Right. Are you guys on a six stock ligament limit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you said like, so is your, your goose pop or sorry, your goose limit. What is it at when you can harvest um, geese then when they do come through? Uh, it'll be the Canada's be three, during our, re- during our regular season, uh, Canada's is three, Specs two, Snow's 20. Oh, Snow's 20 across the board, spring and fall? Uh, well, spring will be unlimited, so oh, okay. it's it's like anywhere else. But we have a like, we we can't start shooting snows with our plugs out and everything until after February the 15th. Oh, right on. So do you chase the snows and set up snow goose spreads? Or? Uh, we, we used to pretty we used to, there's a couple of guys that the, kind of the groups kind of fell apart a little bit. Oh, okay. Just, 
just some stuff went on and you know people were having families and kids mm-hmm. and stuff so but uh we actually there's about seven or eight of us we got to build our own snow spread we'd go down to arkansas every year and it just got so bad just stuff getting leased up so bad down there and it really just really couldn't get permission for anything down there no and, i mean uh, i mean i mean leases are just blossoming everywhere like you said it's yeah. it's it's almost like frustrating to a lot of people and yeah that's why a lot of people just don't like venture out and they just stick to their roots i guess you could say mm-hmm. which it's i mean even if i didn't have a lease it wouldn't bother me because i do do i do a lot of public ground hunting too so okay how's that in kentucky is it is it is it fist fight kind of close or is it just free roaming kind of public land when you do roll in there uh well like i know in the two counties that i hunt it's there's a little bit of a mix of both uh it's you got one part of it it's they got like a draw they got one like a weekly draw every monday night at the office go in and draw one area you'll have like for a week you know you pick area and they'll have like two or three parties in one area and the other you'll have it'll be like a pit basically you're drawing for a blind then you have it for anywhere from two to three days okay then what's not in the draw area is all walk-in right on i got you how far are you from nashville tennessee then uh about three hours three hours three about three three and a half hours depending on how fast you drive (laughs) (laughs) that's the normal story for a lot of people how fast can you drive yeah um you've ever gone over to the east coast then and done any kind of hunting over there or you just kind of like stick to you know heading west instead of east no i've i've really never uh, if i went to the east coast i'd have to go you know it'd be sea ducks or maybe go around like you know goose hunt around maryland or something uh or new york you know i always kind of want to go up there in september you know with the you know no no plugs and stuff so yeah isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah, I, it, I mean it's nuts i mean i've and we went to minnesota it's been a few years ago and yeah like i said just the migrators in september is just it it blows my mind where's the furthest you've traveled then for hunting in general for your life uh i'd say right now would be south dakota oh you came and hunted in south dakota huh yeah uh, last year uh, me and a buddy come up there, and we uh, actually went in March, went spring snow goose hunting up there. How was it? And oh, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we actually we should have been we should have waited another two weeks. Yeah, to be honest, uh, it just we we got up there. We see we started see Lake Preston. Oh, okay, yeah, I know area. exactly where that is. Yeah, that's some good snow goose area too. You hit it on the mark yeah. for that area. Yeah, we started up there, then uh, actually ended up moving about another 100 miles south, and uh, ended up, I mean, it's just, is mainly adult geese, and it was, I mean, it's just tough. I mean, got several, I mean, we set up on two feeds, set up on traffic, it's just, I mean, there is one, I mean, we thought we had, I mean, we had, I mean, you would have thought that next morning, I mean, it was going to be banger. Right. I mean, because they're, they're already used as a pasture that had some sheet water in it. And there's already geese using it. Uh, both the roost, there's two different 
like two different roosts up there, and both roosts were meeting right over top of it. Okay. Then we got up there, then you know we got sitting, set, we ended up setting up at night. Uh, woke up, no wind. Oh, that's and always a does, bummer. And, yeah, and when does the wind ever start blo- stop blowing up there? <sighs> yeah, like it blew. It literally blew every single day except for that day. Oh, well, welcome to my life when it comes to South Dakota hunting. <laughs> it's like Monday through Thursday, it is blowing like an sob, and then right yeah. when you want to go on your weekend hunting, it's like oh, mm-hmm. nothing dies. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean, yeah, I mean we shot a few just. Wasn't nothing to write home about. Well, so. next time you come up here, well, before you, next time before you come up here, give me a mm-hmm. jingle and be like, "Is it worth it?" And I can probably give you a justification. <laughs> and if you come up here, I'll, I'll jump right into your pickup or jump right into your field and help you out. All I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think we talked about it even next time. Maybe coming up here and just instead of chasing snows, come up here and chasing Canada's and ducks. Well, you got to apply for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, it's an, and I have a lot of people that are going to be applying for it and drawing for it. So if you apply mm-hmm. and draw for it, I mean, either you can come hunt with us or I can point you in the right direction if we're like full, full, but which I don't see ever happening. Just me and a buddy, <laughs> me and a buddy just hunt about back in our hometown, but he still lives there. I, I live in Sioux Falls now, but no, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I'm very interested to see this year to see how many people that you know i've met a lot of people in this mm-hmm. year and it's just like interesting to see like even if yourself like if you apply for it to see like who actually gets it and who doesn't because i've never yeah in, you know 23 years of my life i've never never like oh hey come to south dakota no you know i don't <laughs> my friends are only in south dakota you know now i got all these different people but yeah i think it's mm-hmm. the best way to do it drake i'd say is get a group of guys and you you basically create a group and i think don't quote me on it but it's like up to 10 people and then um if one person out of the group gets it it's basically a lottery so then you all rest you get it and the and then you don't even need to go with them and then if you do (laughs) win it i would i would refer you to say that you put your dates in at the end of the season because Mm -hmm. once they pass then they're gone so basically like the weekend before you go then you would um, just basically call GFP or email them and be like, Hey, these are the dates I'm actually coming, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. South it's, we've, yeah we've, we've looked into it and, uh, you know, just kind of did a little bit of reading up on it. And, you know, we just haven't ever made a final decision on, you know, whether mm-hmm. we we're going to do it, try to put in for it or what. Even you could go to North Dakota. I mean, North Dakota is yeah. a great state for DIY. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. like I don't know. Well, Nebraska is not really a DIY state. I mean, Iowa they only have a three bird limit. So, have you ever mm-hmm. have you ever jumped into Illinois and gone kind yeah. of like dirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've actually. Uh, well, I actually hunt a little bit of public ground in Illinois, mainly for ducks. But okay, you know, never never for the geese. Just I mean, I've tried to get permission in Illinois, but it's just. <laughs> it's nothing bad against it. it's just like everybody it just seems like the way and it's starting to happen here too it's the liability thing right. is what everybody's scared of doesn't that like almost so, like sketch you out for what 
could be like in the next 10 to 15 years for people like even like for say my children or maybe your future children it's like what is there gonna be i mean it's it's already commercialized for the waterfowl industry or just waterfowl mm-hmm. hunting in general so i mean what do you see it as like does it discourage you or is it just like it is what it is now yeah it, anymore it's just i mean it's starting to get pretty regular so i'm just like it is what it is now right uh now as far as like the leasing thing that kind of scares me yeah i mean the the you know all the outfitters leasing and especially leasing stuff that they won't even step foot on right and they got birds on there but they they have so many leased ground that they don't even touch the stuff mm-hmm. that that has already birds on it you know and obviously you call and, and the farmer says no and you are completely clueless of what's going on you know they give you the nephew or my son-in-law's kids brothers hunt it you know that's the normal joke and every time you say that you know it never gets old to anybody they just start laughing because it's so true you know yeah oh i got a guy i got a guy that's gonna hunt tomorrow where go out there you know just drive by tomorrow there won't be a soul there Uh uh-uh you know still feeding as hard as they were with the day that you drove by it and you were all hyped yep. up about it yeah and that was like that was i went out to uh, kansas last year and uh my sister lives out there so okay. i went out there and it was the same thing i mean i found goose feed after goose feed after goose feed mm-hmm. and just could not get permission oh we already got a guy that hunts oh it's lease this is lease you know, oh, this my nephew's about to hunt this one tomorrow. Hey, you know, can't, couldn't catch a break, so I just like screwed. I went to the, I just went and looked for ducks on the public ground. <laughs> I was like, if there's anything I do know how to do is kill ducks on public ground. How many decoys do you usually run on your public grounds that you do touch base with? Uh, it just depends. Like okay. if it, I mean, if I have to, if I have to walk, if I'm by myself, I have to walk, which there's a lot of times I am anywhere, usually about a dozen. <laughs> Anywhere from six to a dozen, and you know, usually run a jerk cord. What are you usually running for decoys? Uh, like species or like brand? No, uh, brand, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, here lately, uh, you see, I've got. I see if it's if it's short walk, I you know run. I got some avians rigged up, but if not, I got some lifetimes. You know, just because they're so light. You know, took the weights out of them and got them on the. I think three foot Texas rigs with two ounce weights. That's those, those lifetime decoys. They're good. I've seen a lot of videos mm-hmm. of those and everything's of that nature. So do mm-hmm. you usually just, you like the waiter hunting then? I mean, you like, you yeah. actually enjoy the waiter hunting. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's just something about getting your feet wet. <laughs> I don't know. See, just, just not the leaky part. Right. Exactly. See, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a tall gentleman, so it's like when I get, you know, my, I haven't put waders on in probably four or five years. And I've said this so many times. And I'm not knocking you at all. That's why I ask you, mm-hmm. like, do you genuinely enjoy it? And usually the people that do duck hunt and put on waders, they do enjoy it. I just like, mm-hmm. once you get in that dry field, I don't know. It's like, gosh, I just, I don't it, know. It, I think a lot has to do just where, you know, how they, you know, brought up hunting and, true, you know, just the opportunities that they have so you know that's how i was you know whenever dad first started taking me i mean he'd carry me on a back sit me on a beaver dam somewhere in the slough <laughs> or take me set a deer stand out in the middle and on a tree and 
sit on it so i got a pair of waders that could fit me right does dad does dad find himself going out anymore or is is uh he just too old for it now uh he he'll go every now and then like when i say every now and then maybe once every two years okay uh but he's more he's got more into deer hunting than anything well deer hunting for a person that you know wow duck hunting and goose hunting in general is a you know it's a you got to be very energetic for it you know i'd say unless you unless you have a boat as a duck hunter you know with these big waterways i mean unless you have a boat and a very nice duck blind that looks like a damn hotel in a drive-through garage (laughs) for your boat i don't i get a kick out of those is there any of those in kentucky uh, there's a couple down, you go around Ballard County, you'll find some. <laughs> okay. As a person that's seen one, have you, have you seen one in person then? Yeah. The magnitude of that, like how can you justify, could you, or sorry, can, can you justify how much it costs to make one of those? <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Cause some, some of the stuff that you see is just like thrown together. It just oh, looks like sure. a bunch of. Just a scrap wood thrown together is all it looks like, some well, of it. Me and my buddies were talking about it the other weekend, and we're like, you know, when they're building that thing, there's more bush-like cans floating than there is work getting done. Because, I mean, because <laughs> they don't care how it gets together. If, it's, if it stays together and they can shoot ducks out of it, that's all they care about. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, oh, throw a screw in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, throw oh. a screw in a zip tie. <laughs> we don't need no level. <laughs> I wonder how they get all that wood out there, though. That's my biggest concern is, like, you know, you get mm-hmm. you get a lot of big guys on a boat and a lot of lumber. You got to be you got to be smart how you drive that boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some guys, there's a bunch of guys, though. I mean, they'll go ahead and make, just pre-make it before they even put it in. They'll just kind of, oh. they'll have it on a trailer, back the trailer in, have somebody with the boat, back the boat in. They'll tow it out, or some people do. You know they'll build them right there, which it'll be, I mean, maybe knee deep. Yeah. In some true. places, so. So those waterways, they don't really rise or lower, or they do rise and lower. Well, like the one, like our waterways, it just, I, I mean, the rivers are about the only thing. I mean, the rivers and some of the creeks and stuff. Were, I mean, of course they're going to fluctuate with the rain and the river and whatnot. But I mean, all the cornfield waterways. I mean, they're all. I mean, you're looking at rainwater is what you're looking for so you're either okay. in a pit you're either in a pit or layout ponds what's the or you sorry toss keep up going. an a-frame okay what's your normal precipitation that you get a year in kentucky then it varies <laughs> all these questions <laughs> all these questions you're like this motherfucker <laughs> no, no it it varies uh i say it was i mean it was dry this year for right on. i mean for a most of the season that's i mean that's one of the main reasons why i didn't even try to even look for a duck over here i mean all the sloughs i mean there's a couple sloughs you could have walked across them in flip-flops oh my gosh so yeah living in kentucky for your entire life do you ever see weather as a a five-year three-year ten-year cycle where you do get these you know very good pushes of migration you get this great precipitation Mm -hmm. i mean what kind of um cycle do you see in kentucky uh here, I mean, here, like the last, let me see, let's say the last few years, the last time we actually got like it stayed cold all year long right. would be in the, the 17, 18 season. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, pretty matched up with ours too, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was by far one of the best years I've had. I mean, that was a awesome year. 
I actually, I actually stopped hunting ducks. I mean, it was after the, I think the third, second week of December, I stopped hunting ducks and I was mainly goose hunting. Oh, really? Because I mean, everything was froze up and I'm not really, I'm not really big on the big, on the big water river hunting and stuff. So okay. I just go into goose mode on that. <laughs> So do you enjoy, like, so when you talk about goose hunting, are you talking about dry fields then for goose hunting in Kentucky? Yeah. So do you? Uh, Dry dry fields and farm ponds most of the time. Yeah. I mean, your farm ponds, are they usually a loaf or are they a roost for um, the most part? Uh, Loaf most of the time. I got you. So, I mean, how does your ducks and geese react, like, decoying-wise? I mean, are they... Gosh, yeah, it's kind of a broad question, I guess. Like for so, mm-hmm. for instance, for me, like a cornfield, I mean, it's either they're completely committed, and then, then obviously, like you have your, you have your slide and everything like that. But I mean, is there much justification when a goose or a duck's coming in that like they absolutely do like it or they don't? I mean, is there, is there a happy medium or is it just the same across the board for Kentucky birds? Uh, it's, I mean, it. Of course, it's, I mean, some days you're just like, you know, the birds will be in one place for like two weeks, I mean, for a dang near a week. I mean, you watch them all week or whatever, then you go set up and spread, then the day you hunt, they won't be doing nothing. I mean, they won't, I mean, they won't even land with live birds, I mean, right. sometimes, which, I mean, the pressure here, I mean, especially in our river bottoms, I mean, the pressure here is just, it's gotten bad. Really I mean, bad. Yeah, I mean it ain't nothing. If if there's ducks around, you're probably gonna have uh, a couple parties sit within you know a hundred yards of you. So with your love of waterfowl and like not down in Kentucky hunting at all, because obviously mm-hmm. you've enjoyed it so much. Um, there's no stretch for you to go and go to these like central flyway like big states that have these big magnitudes of feeds like nebraska kansas oklahoma texas you've never wanted to have a spite of energy of going and moving there and making new friends there and and hunt these big feeds are you just content with the kentucky hunting i've i mean i've talked about it and i've i'm especially the last probably two you know especially after last year uh just if some, you know, Kansas, and I talk to it about my girlfriend with my girlfriend all the time. Right. I'm like, what would you do if I got a job in Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> that way, I look at jobs over there all the time, and I'm like, okay. Golly. So, I mean, I've, I've honestly, I've really thought about it, just because that there's something about that area that out that way, I love it. Right. But it's so hard, it's just so hard to leave, you know, the hunt with friends, you know, friends and the places you have here for so long. Right. It's like you have that but, inter- interconnection. That's why I said I'm not trying to down Kentucky at all, because it's like, right. how do you leave something that, you know, you grew into so greatly? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those deals, but it's just like, I didn't know if you had any aspirations and sounds like you do. I mean, do you tend to just like keep reaching for that goal or is it like, oh, if it happens, it happens? Oh, if the if the opportunity if the opportunity the good enough opportunity presents itself, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's I'm no, going. There's no holding back as long as everything yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Is there any other I mean, dreams in in your in your life beyond like even hunting, or is Kentucky and just like your day to day life just the move on, or is there something that's like a bigger step for Drake itself? 
I mean, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I ever got one of them jobs where I could hunt all the time, it'd be nice. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, them jobs are far and in between. But well, uh, I mean, so it's just one of those I mean, deals that, where you, where where you stretch your legs out and you try to move it in, move it in, and then. Gosh, mm-hmm. I, I always say as long as you try, that's all that matters, in my opinion. Right. You're right. I just yeah. was wondering, like, because I talk about a lot of things on here rather than even just hunting, so I just didn't know if there's a, for even a basic question, what a five-year plan is for yourself if you have one in set. Well, I'm hoping, honestly, that, and right now, as far as the job I'm at right now, uh I plan on, they're building another place. It's about 30 minutes. It's, well, it's 30 minutes from the house here. So, and right now, I mean, the drive I got right now is about an hour and a half. Mm. To work. Yeah. To and from. Uh, so, it's basically just trying to, you know, trying to move up where I'm at right now until that happens and, you know, try to get into it. Then probably get into, you know, better house and, right. you know, just kind of see where it can, you know, see where it all takes me. For sure. I mean, so you kind of just like a, a day-to-day person that just, you know, when it, when times come and matches up and everything of that nature, you just deal with it as it comes. Yeah. Just taking it, just take it day by day. I'd see it. I wish, you know, I say this all the time. I wish I could do that because I always look five years ahead. And then I'm like, once I meet that five years ahead, then I'm like, okay, I got Another mm-hmm. five years ahead that I got to worry about, but right, I envy the people that can just look day to day because I worry about way too much. <laughs> A lot of people do, but it's I mean, it, you know, some people think like you know, some people have their different ways of thinking and doing things. So, right, but yeah, it's just it's just I just take it day by day. You know, you know, every day's different. What's your dream location to go hunting at then? If money was not an issue, if time was not an issue, where would, what bird and where would you go hunt it? Bird and where? Yep. Uh, mallards in Arkansas timber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm a, I mean, I like killing geese. Right. But I'm more of a, I'm a duck guy that likes killing geese. Or I'm a duck guy. That likes killing geese, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And people get discouraged when they see the goose gossip. They're like, this guy just wants to talk about geese. But no, I just, <laughs> I, I, I called it gossip so that you can just, I can just literally sit there and talk about nothing or everything. Right. You know what I mean? No, I I could, I could match that up with you too. Cause Arkansas, I've seen some, obviously videos are all over about Arkansas, but that's like that name, that name of the story that we were just talking about, Lee stuff. But I mean, do you ever have an upset, like, that itch or whatever it's like where i don't want to pay for an outfitter or would you pay for an experience like that in arkansas if it came to that that point where you did get the uh, money you know what i mean yeah i'm still a diy guy oh okay <laughs> so by yeah. four by four is still a diy guy it's just uh you know I, we had a bad you know we had a bad kind of experience with an outfitter one time and so i just kind of which i'm <laughs> It's hard for me to pay for something that I know I can do myself. Right. You know, just... Plus, I mean, plus, I mean, you, you, re- when it when it happens right, when it everything goes as planned, I mean, it's you reap the benefits. 
That's true. You know, it's just, you just feel more, let me see, would be the word, you just, confidence, what would the word be for it? Uh, the effort? Yeah, I mean, just the effort that you put into it would just be, I mean, you just feel, the. I mean, the reward's way up there compared to what it'd be, you know, with the guide. Right. You know, because you can say, you know, I did the scouting, I did the calling, I did the decoying, did this, this, all that, you know. I did my first time, like, I mean, I didn't pay, but these guys they, down in Kansas, they just let me just do my thing, and they just let me come down there to go hunt with two of my buddies. And, I mean, and mm-hmm. we didn't do, like, fantastic, but it was just like... For once, I didn't have to do anything, you know? Right. <laughs> That's why I asked, like, would you enjoy it? You know what I mean? As a person that, mm-hmm. like, even loves public land. And, I mean, yeah. if, if you went with, like, say, like, four or five guys, you'd still want to just have that that sense of success that you did everything. Everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, at least, you know, most part of it, but, and I'm not dogging outfitters, guides, oh, nothing no. like anybody wants to go with the guide. It's just, you know, people have their different ways of doing things. And I mean, you're all out there to have fun. Yeah. As long as you're having fun doing it. I mean, I'm asking you what you like, you know, screw the rest of the people. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, figure out. Yeah. And what, but, what, cause, cause like, so the yeah. reason that I ask a lot of these questions is so like, like-minded people like can hear these conversations and then like relate mm-hmm. to you or me you know it doesn't always have to be one set schedule of like this is how waterfowl hunting has to be you know like if you don't right. enjoy it yeah then so be it so that's why yeah so do so. you ever do you ever want to go down to arkansas then and find some public land down there and maybe the public land isn't the greatest you just want to witness it or have you went there before and i i just want to i want to be you know, just in a tight little timber hole and watch them fall in. Right. I mean, it's just something about them. Something about mallards falling through the trees in the sunshine. It's just, I, which I've seen it a couple of times here. Right. You know, the very, the few times that we've got to see it here, but it's, uh, it's just hard to describe it. I mean, really, I mean, unless you see it, and you're there. I mean, it's just something that's you can't really describe it. So, what's like your inner strive to, like, because obviously a, a waterfowl hunter deals with a lot of headaches, a lot of hardships, you know, a lot of ups and downs. What like what's like the main like um, feel to your to your system? I can say um, that keeps you just going for waterfowl because it is very hard to like, you know, get up on them days. I mean, what's what goes through your mind, or is it just that you're like, oh this is going to be the day or is there a, a script that you run through your head? Like I need to get up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, that's basically, I mean, it's, it's pretty well, you know, it's, you know, it, this could be the day. I mean, right. it, every day is different. So I mean, it, getting up basically for that one group, that's true, you know, or that one, you know, one, one or two birds to do it right. You know, just keep you just enough to really keep you on edge (laughs) i know and see i just had you know it it's like just time after time that say like i just had like a a bad hunt and it was nobody's fault and i'm like running Mm -hmm. it through my head i'm like okay i'm not gonna go on a hunt like that with this weather in this situation again and then i thought again i'm like wait 
if I don't go on that hunt, that's when the boys are going to hit it hard, you know? And it's just, mm-hmm. it's one of those deals. You never know the next day that's going to be outstanding and just catch your eye. So I don't right. know. And, yeah. You never know. And you know, it's like this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, you had days that was 60, 70 degrees, but I mean, you never know, you know, cause a lot of the birds migrate in October, no early November. You never know when some of them birds <laughs> are going to push back up out of the South. Yeah. What's you the, know, and you really get them. What's the coldest it gets in Kentucky? Uh, the coldest I've hunted was is a wind chill. I think negative thirteen or fourteen. Well, that's 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 pretty cold. That's pretty cold. Yeah. You, you guys get snowfall there or not really at all? Yeah, I mean, we still we still got some, still got a little bit of snow and oh. ice on the ground right now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, where we had uh, yeah, we had that storm system roll in uh, Thursday last Thursday or Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday, something like that. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because Kentucky seems like a pretty big state, and it's just like, you know, I just like, Mm -hmm. when I hear stories of people in other states, because they, like, I tell them, you know, oh, hey, we got all this snow, and they just start freaking out. They're like, no way. So I was... I just find it interesting to ask people, you know, like, what's your cold? What's your, what's your cold to you? And like, what's your coldest day? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's like, and this year has actually surprised me because it's two years in a row. We've actually got snow and ice. Oh, really? So, yeah. But it's just not enough. That we just didn't have enough up north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't. You know, it's, it's, it's really depressing for us, too, because, I mean, I'll be driving around south dakota i'm working in omaha nebraska right now but mm-hmm. just driving around south dakota right now it's geez it's it's start of february and pff, there's just blotches of snow which is just terrible like we we should be loaded with two or three feet of snow i mean that's why i asked you later earlier on like what your cycle is and our cycle yeah. usually is a like you answered back to it. you're like well it's kind of like this and it's kind of like that you know it's like a i don't know ours is usually like a three or a five year cycle the way that i mm-hmm. look at it yeah it, it's weird because sometimes you'll be watching a system i mean come across you're like oh it's gonna be the day tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah then it'll be like you're sitting there you know you're in the pit like oh it's about to get good here in about an hour you're looking at it then you look at the radar and it all goes south of you like it just goes around you like like what the hell (laughs) like what just happened right (laughs) there was there was one day where i i didn't even watch the weather and it was like four years ago or something like that and we had a flooded cornfield hunt and i woke up in the morning my dad does part-time truck driving and hauls fuel and so i was getting up at four he was getting up at four and I jump outside, you know, the whole grueling, like, oh, I'm going duck hunting, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Don't listen to me. And, and you know, I'm, we're going to hunt the same flooded cornfield. And I was like, and it's snowing outside. And I just scream at the top oh of my, my lungs. Gosh. I'm like, hell yeah. My dad's like, what are you freaking out about? It's snowing out. <laughs> you know, he's not a duck hunter or nothing. I'm like, it's snowing. What do you mean? So we got to hunt a flooded cornfield and it was snowing and it was just the most absolute crazy hunt i've ever been on <laughs> it might i mean it makes them hangry yeah it does <laughs> well, I mean, well just... you already add flooded corn and see a lot of people get upset about that and we're like it's all it that year it was all natural well i've never seen mm-hmm. anybody purposely flood that stuff but mm-hmm. I, it was just one of those deals where it's like that's why you wake up in the morning you know like you yep. never know because i don't even think the weatherman called for it you know Mm-hmm. and that's how it's been here like 
Creek, which weatherman have the, the easiest job. I mean, it's the one job you can get completely wrong and still have a job. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a big acting job. I really feel like, it, I mean, if you can act well in front of the TV screen and you point your finger on that green screen just the right way, you will make yourself a living. But when you need them, when you need them, like, bad for tornadoes and stuff like that i really do. i think there's minuscule error for that you know oh for sure and that's for when sure. that's when those meteorologists like really make their bank you know like they can't just fake a tornado that's gonna hit oh 20 miles off no <laughs> like they gotta be mm-hmm. on their shit about that you know yeah and it, i mean it was like that i mean that storm that rolled in here right there before Christmas here, that bad tornado we had come through, you know, south of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, they're watching that storm, you know, predicting it for like three days wow. before it even hit. What do you guys get for natural disasters in Kentucky? It's mainly tornadoes. Just mainly Maybe, tornadoes. you know, mainly tornadoes, but we'll get, you know, if, and usually they're not that bad. Like that was, that was bad. But uh, a lot of times it'd be flooding. Like the last big one we had was all was flooding. Wow, just like your river systems like overflowing, or is it just like huge amounts of precipitation? Well, I know I, that year it was both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> which it was. It was which, probably yeah, like three we, years ago for you then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I think like but, across the United States it was like that. Mm-hmm. Right, and it. I mean. It didn't get as bad here as what it, like Nebraska and Iowa oh, and yeah. Northwest Missouri got, and, you know, parts of Illinois and stuff there got. But you know, we didn't get it that bad. But like, because I mean, we're a ways from the Mississippi River, but I mean, our river still got high, but not that high. Did you ever go over to Nebraska when all that stuff went down with that flooding? Uh, I never did, but there is, well. Uh, could say what well, used to be a buddy, but he, uh, I had a, you know, at the time, good buddy of mine was he, his wife was up there doing the traveling nurse, uh, around St. Joseph, okay, uh, Missouri. But he said, I know that house they're staying in, they got flooded out twice. Wow. Which, I mean, their back door, you walked out the back door and the Missouri River was right there. Right. But, uh, I know. He, they drove, I think, after all the flood water and everything dropped out, they drove up to, uh, like, around more Iowa than anything. Okay. Uh, he said, yeah, he said it's bad. I wish really. I would have been able to go over there to, like, Nebraska, mm-hmm. just, like, even from a distance just to see the magnitude of that. Because that was a huge natural disaster. And, yeah. I mean, to all people that had to deal with that, they had to have came out, you know, very, very nostalgic of the whole situation. Like, cause you don't come out of a situation like that and just be all happy and go giddy. Like you lost everything in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, I mean, as soon as it started falling, it'd come right back up. Yep. And, I mean, there just wasn't nothing nobody could do. I mean, just imagine that to be able to just, or not be able to, sorry, have to deal with just getting kicked out of your house and mm-hmm. had to call hopefully family some people without family and just be like i gotta i can i come move into your house for five months and i can't pay rent or nothing because i don't have a job <laughs> you know right i wonder how many like um like people like 
like never moved back to Nebraska after that, you know, like found a different statue of living in a different state because they got kicked out of their home, you know, and then Mm -hmm. lost their jobs. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's, I mean, it, I was, I mean, I just can't, and I was seeing video, you know, just videos and stuff. And it was just like, and yeah, like, oh, like, wow. I think it was mainly by North Platte even that it was like the biggest part of it, I think. Yeah. I, just... uh, I think North Platte and right there where the Missouri River run kind of right through there. And even even Texas right now, they're getting some heavy snow, and I bet you they're losing their shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get a kick out of it that they get, you know, two or inches or whatever, and the whole state just shuts down, you know? And it's like, we got people in South Dakota, there's three feet in the snow, and you got pizza guys still driving to people's houses. <laughs> I don't, oh, see, that's what I, I went up there, and the guy I went up there, he's, when he he used to do a bunch of camel work and stuff like mossy oak and them okay so he's i mean he's been everywhere but i was like i was like did you see it i said you see it ranger just going down the road i mean state trooper right behind him everything just nothing (laughs) happened i was like did you do that here you're getting pulled over (laughs) yeah i mean he's like keep going sorry no go ahead (laughs) i said we they even make uh roadways in the ditch like stop signs in the ditch for snowmobiles <laughs> so like you can take your snowmobile into town in certain parts of south dakota and minnesota and everything like it's like that's like a well-known thing next time you're in south dakota before like spring is like fully over if you look in mm-hmm. the ditch side there'll be like little stop signs and like markers <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny but yeah I know when we got up there, we had some pretty crazy weather. When we got up there too, I mean, it was mm-hmm. like it went from, I mean, it was in, you know, I think one day is in the teens or low twenties. Then that the night that afternoon, it'd be in the sixties. Then it get back down. Then it got back down like the forties. The next day, uh, it was like seventy. Then that night, it started thunderstorming. By the end of that day, it was had snow on the ground, ice on the ground, snow and ice, and it was like 12 degrees outside. I was like, what oh. the heck? I thought our weather was bad. <laughs> well, Not to mention, had a had a blowout going back to the hotel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So trying to change that was like, it got to where my hands just stopped working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, get, it gets brutal. I mean. Even with me living in this weather for my entire life, I still, mm-hmm. I still, I get done, you know, get done with the cold and get in my vehicle or get in the house. And I'm like, what in the hell am I living here for? <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, I love this state. It's such a weird feeling. Did you guys ever get any of the South Dakota wind, like the 40, 50 miles per hour where, you know, if you don't have your oh. hat buckled, it's it's going down the highway at that speed. <laughs> Oh, it was definitely the day we got the snow, and uh, the day we were headed home. Okay. I mean, it was it was full blown, straight up. I mean, my truck did not. I had to fill up probably. Let's see. I, I know before we even got out of South Dakota, which we weren't very far from uh, Sioux Falls. There. Yeah, you probably drove through Sioux and, Falls. You had to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, we drove through. Yep. And I mean, before we even got. As soon as we crossed, you see, I filled up, and as soon as we got in Iowa, had to fill up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the wind between the wind and the trailer my truck did not like it at all <laughs> what did you think of south I mean, dakota was, then i mean it was i mean I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. you got to watch out for the pheasants about to run in your windshield. But <laughs> <laughs> There is a problem with pheasants here. Well, I mean, in certain areas, especially if you're over by Lake Preston, that's a primo yep. part for oh all, gosh. everything. I mean, it was just sitting there. I was like, just, I mean, you'd be driving down the road. They just flush out of the ditches right in front of oh, you. Yeah. I mean, and uh, heck, we we're sitting in the spread one day. Uh, as one of our last days there, we were sitting in the spread. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like you could hear them, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. kind of over the ridge. And I just happened to stand up, and just I mean, wasn't not even ten yards from it, just yeah, flushed up and out of the decoys. I was like, I mean, gosh dang. Yeah, we get some excitement with them pheasants sometimes. My but we we were goose hunting up in northern South Dakota, and we had a quail or a quill. Sorry, well, yeah, wait. I don't know. Anyways, we had, <laughs> I forgot what the hell it was, but it flew across the, and we didn't, sh- we, ha- we weren't shooting any ducks or geese in this, in this pheasant or whatever, this upland bird starts flying across the decoys. And I was on the far right side and, I'm, and it was coming from the left and there's shooters on the left, like good shooters. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. I'm not gonna be able to shoot this. And the thing just flies <laughs> right in front of all the blinds. I, I got a kick out of that, but no, <laughs> I, the reason I asked you what you thought about South Dakota, to be honest, is that I had boys um, from the southern states like o- or Oklahoma and Missouri, and they were like mm-hmm. just amazed, like amazed by like South Dakota. I'm like, you didn't even get to see South Dakota. And they're like, I've seen like seven <laughs> states in like a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, then you haven't. <laughs> I'm like, well, then you uh, haven't really seen South Dakota still yet, though. I know. I'd like to go over to that to the western part you and do. do some turkey hunting dude some turkey hunting out that way even so even put it this way you and your girlfriend should go and travel over to the west side go check out the badlands the black hills and the mount rushmore mm-hmm. deadwood i mean you can fulfill a weekend really fast with just even nature stuff or deadwood deadwood has a lot of history behind it i mean obviously mm-hmm. if you want to stop and see the mount rushmore like that is <laughs> i mean it's it's cool and all don't get me wrong but it's like I've only been That's there like it. three times in my life. Is it just one of the places you're just like, well, there it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, for, 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 pe- for people me, like me and you, yeah, I feel like it's like it is like that, you know? For people that go in depth and check the, all the boards that are there and they're like, oh my gosh, it took this long. And it's like, I, I'm not a big history guy, you know? So right. it's like exactly what you said. You, you, you walk up to it and you're like, yep, there it is. you you can't they do like the fourth of july and they tried ending it this year but our i will say our governor that's the number one reason why i love our state is we never Mm -hmm. shut down we never had mass mandates like you had businesses that chose Uh, mass mandates but we never shut down as a state but they do they do a fourth of july thing when we went up there man i was like Wow, it actually yeah. feels like normal. <laughs> it does, especially if you were by Lake Preston. That is a that is a very small town, and that you mm-hmm. get anywhere kind of like anything away from Sioux Falls. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Anything from Sioux Falls is the only big city town, whatever we have. And it's only a hundred thousand, and I unfortunately live there now. <laughs> that's where my job is, anyways. Um, 
anywhere outside of Sioux Falls, you are dealing with like great people. Like there's very mm -hmm. nice people. Obviously you have your oh. bad apples, but there is great people in South Dakota. Oh, that's it. I mean, everybody we run into is pretty nice, except there was one lady we went to ask permission, <laughs> and we probably should have taken the goats and everything in the front yard is a hard no already, but you never know till you try. No, and <laughs> but, there is a lot of farmers like that. There is a lot yes. of good farmers. You were in probably the heat of where um, a, a lot of like outfitters or the... A lot of snow outfitters hunt around mm -hmm. South Dakota because it's it's a very like known region for snow goose hunting. Right, that's it. We did. We run into one other guy, and really that was about it. But yeah. we talked to him, and he said, you know, he said the one there's one day. He said that week. He said which is about a day or two before we showed up. He said he said we're setting decoys and shooting geese at the same time they said we're just walking around and we shot like 40 or 50 just walking around setting decoys yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I, I just i don't understand snow goose hunting you know i yeah i'm finally finally like picking up you know canada goose hunting to its full potential and mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I i don't know i'm not really interested in buying snow goose decoys still though right I'll go with people, you know, like if you got the stuff, I'll help you set it up. But I do not want to blow 10 grand into snow goose decoys for the upsetness for, that I hear. Yeah. For maybe one hunt that, uh, <laughs> every two for one hunt that you get the, you know, the great big spins every so-and-so years. Well, and then you, you see these people that just wreck them, you know, and then yeah. they're like, we need guns, we need guns. And then you're like, well, why didn't you call me? And then it's like, you know, I'm just waiting for that one time that I get my spotlight and <laughs> it's going to be a bright, sunny day and warm, you know, or something, something of that nature. But I get a kick out of snow geese. Mm -hmm. And I say it's about like, you know, it's, you know, it's about like our, you know, the conversation, you know, with the mallards in the woods, yes. just being under the, under the big spin. It's, you know, it's just. And something you just you get you got to see, <laughs> you got to exactly. witness. Is your season over then in, in Kentucky, and hunting's pretty much wrapped up for yourself then? Uh, probably I probably go uh, this next Sunday and Monday. I'm off in two days, and so then that'll probably be it. I'll probably try to shoot a couple speck bellies anyway. Well, if you get your chance so. and you come up to South Dakota, or before you, if you, sorry, if you want to come up to South Dakota and you want insight, you can call or text me anytime. So, right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, like I said, we've, we're, we've been talking about it. So it's still kind of, it's still there. What is the drive for you to, to Lake Preston, South Dakota then? I think it was 14 hours. I guess that's, you know, that's that's a fair amount. But I've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of other people that have done very, very worse. A, a, yeah, a whole lot more. <laughs> My buddies from Maryland locked in productions. They, they drove 24 hours to North oh, Dakota my. this year. And then they drove 24 hours to, like, they stopped in, like, Tennessee and then went to Texas, and then they drive back 24 hours. Just just some <laughs> crackhead-type stuff. Like, I just, like, why? You know, hats <laughs> off to those kind of guys, but... <sighs> it's just, I mean, I mean, heck, nine, eight or nine hours in oh, a vehicle is already long enough for me, but, I, I mean, agree. 14 hours, I was like, I was like, God, get me out of this thing. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm speeding up, you know, more and more, yeah. just trying to get there faster. Oh, shoot. Well, Drake, thank you so much for coming on. Um, <laughs> I, I got a lot of knowledge about Kentucky now. Um, if I ever get the gist, man, or like I said, if you if you want to come up here for spring snows, I don't know much about snows, but I can tell you if they're here or not, man. That's <laughs> That might be knowledge that you might need, so just let me know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for coming on, man. Hey, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, take it easy. All right, you too.